Can a person say that they're gay and still be a Christian? What kind of a false god is presidential candidate Pete Buttigieg promoting? And when God closes a door, does he open a window? The answers to these questions when we understand the text. This is When We Understand the Text, a daily study in the Word of God, that we may proclaim the excellencies of Him who called us out of darkness and into His marvelous light. Visit www.utt.com for more information about our ministry. Here once again is Pastor Gabe. Thank you, Becky. You're welcome. You got your sweater. Oh, yeah. You got your sweater on. It is chilly. It is cold. Yeah. We started out the day... Nice. It was 70 degrees. It was super nice. It was like (laughs) t-shirt and shorts weather. Yep. It was so nice. And then sometime in the mid-afternoon, it wasn't even in the evening. No, it was closer to morning. In the middle of the afternoon, we dropped down to 40. It was. It was like early afternoon. 40 degrees. It just plummeted with the wind. So not only has fall officially come upon Kansas here, but late fall has now come upon Kansas in the early fall. Yes. (laughs) That feels really more like winter when you add the wind into it. Chills you to the bone. Yeah. Goes right through clothes. Yeah. I don't don't know how appropriate this is to say, but uh, (laughs) the way the wind chill is in Kansas... I mean, there's sometimes you just... Oh, stop, stop. (laughs) You may not as well even be wearing clothes. It just just eats right through them. Oh, yeah. It's it's like, I don't know how to describe it. Like, you even buy the super puffy coats because... The the Stay Punch Marshmallow Man coats. Like that you can't even move your arms, really, you know? And you, like, squeak when you move your arms. So, like, the super puffy ones. And, And you get all bundled up and stuff, and you go outside, and... It just eats right through those Still gets two. through. Yeah. It is awful. The secret to living in the Midwest. Yeah. Like, like specifically this line that goes from North Dakota, South Dakota, Nebraska, Kansas, maybe Oklahoma. Eh, but uh, maybe. Th- this line in here where you get those cold, cold Midwest winds. Ooh. The secret to surviving them is layers. Yeah. And you, don't breathe too deep. You can get it one of those. take your breath away. That's right. You breathe it in, it's like your lungs have frozen on the it inside. Whoa! Feels like it, and your face freezes. Oh, it's so crazy. Anyway, we love it here. <laughs> we love Kansas. We do. It's great. <laughs> yeah, we can talk about it all the time. I was going to say earlier, uh, at the on the upside, we're not dealing with the kind of snow they're getting hit with in like North and South Dakota and Montana oh, right yeah, now. No joke. Ooh. Glad that hasn't hit us yet. Mm. But the way the summer was going, Mm -hmm. I think we were all expecting a late winter. We didn't think that these... No. I was pretty sure that was the case because last few years, we've not had temperatures like this until after Halloween. Right. Anyway, so I'm thankful that there's not the snow. We're Mm -hmm. not having to deal with the snow. Yes. Uh, So today we're going to do the program a little bit differently Tomorrow, Becky and Sonia are leaving for Truth Matters. Right. They're going to leave earlier than me because they're going to visit some friends along the way. Yes. And then I'm flying out on Tuesday, and then Becky and I are flying back together the following Saturday. Right. So to be sure that we can get you a Friday program two weeks in a row, mm-hmm. we're going to do this. With w- Becky. With Becky. Right. 
<laughs> yeah, I should clarify that. You would get me anyway. Would, yes, definitely. You could definitely do it. <laughs> but that Becky could be on both episodes. Mm-hmm. We are recording half an hour today. Mm-hmm. Well, we're, we're recording a full hour right now right. is what we're doing. <laughs> yes. And then we're going to slice it. Yes. But this program is only going to be half an hour. Mm-hmm. So a little bit shorter than you're used to on Friday. But that way you can get another Friday episode next week and we'll finish out the next half hour. Yep. And then I've still got everything recorded in advance, so you'll still get the Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday New Testament study, and then Thursday will be Old Testament, and then uh, then we'll keep the Q&A on Friday. Yeah. Just don't expect any new answers or new questions and answers. Well, you can be sending us questions in the meantime. Yes. yes. Please do, because we need them. This first question comes from Arnie in Nebraska. This is about as current a question, I think, as I've ever done. All right. Because he sent this to me during last night's town hall discussion on CNN. Oh, wow. So they had uh, all of the Democratic candidates, I guess all of the still active candidates. Okay. Or there may be a few because they have certain dollar amounts that have not been met in their fundraising. They don't get included in the televised debates. Oh, interesting. Okay. So, uh, But they still included a lot of Democrats. A lot of these Democrat candidates were involved in last night's town hall. Okay. The town hall was on equality. Mm -hmm. Now, I didn't watch it. I really don't care for any of these Democrat debates. I I think I watched a portion of the first one, and there was a question they asked of the Democrats. I can't remember what it was, but it was something like, "Do you, uh, which of you up here on the stage believe in free health care for all illegal immigrants? Mm-hmm. I think was the question. Okay. And they all raised their hand, every one of them. Okay. So it's like there's no difference between these guys. Right. As liberal a viewpoint as you can get on the Democrat side, they're going to take it. And and no one of these Democratic candidates is any different than the other on policy. Mm-hmm. They are just looking for talking points and, and those little... Uh, you know, Twitter-esque or Facebook-worthy snippets oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. that they can use to kind One-liners of... One-liners right, kind of thing. to build up a constituency, and that, that's pretty much all they're doing. But there's no difference in any of these guys. They're going to take the most liberal position possible. I know I would never, ever, ever vote for any one of them. So there's no point for me in watching in any of this. All right. But somebody sent me a clip last night during the debate while it was still going on, mm-hmm. and it involved an answer that was given by Pete Buttigieg. Okay. Now, of all the Democrat candidates... Pete, Mayor Pete, as he's called, he's a mayor in Indiana. Okay. Uh, He is openly homosexual. Okay. Quote, unquote, married to a man. Okay. This is particularly relevant an issue for him, the equality discussion. Right. And we understand, like, the Democrats' definition of equality. (laughs) Right. Not what the Bible would say about equality. But this question was sent from Arnie in Nebraska. He says, hey, Pastor Gabe. Are you watching this town hall on CNN with the Democratic presidential candidates about equality? No. <laughs> uh, that would have been my answer. That's my answer to the question. Okay, next question. Hey, <laughs> no. Pastor Gabe. And- Stop it. All right. So Arnie goes on. Here's a clip of an answer from Pete Buttigieg, who calls himself gay and a Christian. And he's being asked about where in the Bible it says we should discriminate against a person because of their sexual orientation. I've heard you talk about this before, but I thought maybe you could share it on the podcast. Can a person be gay and be Christian? Well, we go to 1 Corinthians 6. This is uh, often the passage that we turn to when it comes to understanding. Can a person be gay, call themselves gay, Mm -hmm. and be a Christian? Uh, You've got the, the famous book from... Matthew Vines called God and the Gay Christian. 
There's the review of the book that I did from Gregory Coles that was entitled Single Gay Christian. Uh-huh. And D.A. Carson even endorsed that book. Oh, I don't, that's weird. I don't know what he was doing. There's no way he could have read that book because the theology in the book was horrible. Hmm. And so it was. it had to have been a thing where it was pitched to him like, Hey, here's a young man who says that he's gay, but he's decided to be celibate. Mm-hmm. And D.A. Carson probably said, yeah, that kind of testimony is needed. So he wrote a blurb for it. Yeah. But the theology of the book is just bad. Uh, anyway, in the review that I did for that book, you can look up Gregory Cole's Pastor Gabe. It'll probably give you the book review if you're looking for it. Mm-hmm. But of course, first first Corinthians six, nine through ten is generally where we go to when it comes to understanding, can a person be gay and be a Christian? Right. There's a lot of other passages you can draw from, but this one in particular. 1 Corinthians 6, starting in verse 9. Do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived. Neither the sexually immoral, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor men who practice homosexuality nor thieves, nor the greedy, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor swindlers will inherit the kingdom of God. So we have it stated there that those who practice homosexuality live in unrepentant unrighteousness Mm -hmm. and therefore will not inherit the kingdom of God. Mm -hmm. But then you have the gospel message that comes in verse 11. And such were some of you. You were walking in these sins. You used to be this. Mm Mm-hmm. But you were washed, you were sanctified, you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and by the Spirit of our God. In other words, you no longer walk in this. Mm -hmm. You have repented and you are a follower of Jesus Christ. And so therefore, no longer being an unrighteousness, but in pursuing the righteousness of Christ, you are being made righteous, sanctified, justified Mm -hmm. in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ and by the Spirit of our God. And therefore... In the name of Jesus, you are now an inheritor of the kingdom of God. You are a Christian. Christ's name is upon you because his righteousness has been given to you. Mm -hmm. But a person who continues to walk in unrighteousness such as this does not have the righteousness of Christ. So therefore cannot be a Christian. So whether it's Matthew Vines, whether it's somebody like Gregory Coles. Now, I specified in my review of Gregory Coles book, I really just don't think he understood what he even meant by using the term gay. Okay. So when I said in the review that I had no reason not to call him a brother, there were some people that were upset at me for that. But it's different the way Gregory Coles talks about it versus the way Matthew Vines talks about it. Okay. It, it, they come at the term and at the approaches of these things two completely different ways. And, and so whether or not Gregory Coles is a brother, I really haven't been keeping up with him since he wrote this book. I don't know where he's at now, mm-hmm. but I would hope that he would repent from that label knowing now, having read my review, because he did send me an email after the review, oh, okay. said that he had, he had read it, having read my view and the lesson that I taught there and maybe hearing from some other sound teachers as well. I hope the young man's heart has been convicted mm-hmm. and he realizes he cannot call himself a Christian, continue to walk in these titles that ascribe him to unrighteous practices. Right. Pete Buttigieg, on the other hand, not a Christian, mm-hmm. not a believer. He calls himself a Christian. This man is in an openly homosexual relationship and flaunts it, mm. as you will hear in this particular clip. Now, this is about three minutes long, so we're going to break in periodically here and talk about this. But this is 
an incredibly relevant subject, considering that we've got somebody running for president of the United States and doing well in the polls, I mm-hmm. might add, who is openly homosexual. Okay. So here is uh, the, the first voice that you're going to hear is the guy asking the question of Mayor Pete. And then you're going to hear Mayor Pete responding. And then, um, oh, who's the the 360 guy? Anderson Cooper with CNN. Oh, right. Uh-huh. <laughs> then he's going to talk and, and continue to elaborate on what it is that Pete Buttigieg has said. Okay. So those are the three voices that you'll hear in this three-minute clip. As a Christian, can you point to any teachings in faith which state things like, thou shalt not serve the gay's meatloaf and diner? <laughs> or other religious verse, which provides instruction to the faithful to deny service, housing, or other services to LGBTQ people? What a great question. So we're already starting off here with a loaded question. Right. Because this really is not the issue that's going on in uh, in the American landscape. Mm-hmm. It's not a, a Christian mom and pop have a diner, and somebody comes walking in, and they say, nope, get out of here because you're gay. Right. At least I haven't seen any stories like that. A person who identifies as homosexual, you can't tell they are just looking at them. Well, granted, there are some that you probably can. Right. But, <laughs> but it's because they're trying. Dressing and, yeah. and acting that way. And... To get attention. Right. So you know they're gay. Right. To either accept them in that place or discriminate against them so they can cry foul. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway, this is not the issue that's going on whenever you hear those stories about, you know, the uh, uh, the cake maker in Colorado doesn't mm-hmm. want to do a gay wedding cake. You know, that's he does not want to participate in something that is clearly contrary, not just to what the word of God says, mm-hmm. but to natural order. Yeah. A man and a man cannot be married. Mm-hmm. And up until less than 20 years ago, this was unheard of anywhere in the world. Right. Even when you had cultures that accepted, very pagan cultures that accepted homosexual behavior, there was no understanding in that culture of a man and a man being able to be a family unit. Mm-hmm. A man and a woman can be a family and produce children. A man and a man, a woman and a woman cannot. Right. So when a person does not want to participate in a gay wedding, that's a completely different matter than what's being talked about here in the way this question is being framed mm-hmm. of like people being denied housing or anything like that because of their quote unquote sexual orientation. Now, that's a different discussion. We can have that discussion for another time. But that isn't the argument that's going on in the American landscape right now regarding whether or not a Christian has a right to mm-hmm. Do the business according to their own Christian principles. This question has been framed as if you can look at a person and tell uh, you're gay, so I'm not going to give you an apartment. We're starting with a loaded question, and then we go on from here. And without telling others how to worship, the Christian tradition that I belong to instructs me to identify with the marginalized and to recognize that the greatest thing that any of us has to offer is love. Well, there's nothing to disagree with there, but what kind of love are we talking about? Yeah, like the Jesus's love that he talks about very plainly in the Bible that, you know, you have to repent of your sins. (laughs) The the very love that we were just talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Out of first Corinthians chapter six, this love would require us to tell those who are perishing Mm -hmm. that you have sinned against God. You are in sin. 
and you must repent of your sin or the judgment of God will fall upon you. Right. Turn to Christ. You will be justified by faith. Turn from your sin, repent and follow Jesus. That is a loving message. Yes. But Pete, Pete Buttigieg would not say that it is. Well, no. The kind of love he's talking about is you should not interfere with uh your sins <laughs> yeah uh, there was there was something else i was just, gonna say other just than let that me sin and be happy over here yeah. you be happy for me and you can love me all you want yeah because <laughs> that's, that's that's not loving that's not what he's gonna call it i was gonna say something else but the way you put it was much more appropriate than what i was You're gonna welcome. say yeah thanks <laughs> religious liberty is an important principle in this country and and we honor that It's also the case that any freedom that we honor in this country has limits when it comes to harming other people. We say that the right to uh, free speech does not include the right to yell fire in a crowded theater. A famous justice once said, my right to swing my fist ends where somebody else's nose begins. And the right to religious freedom ends where religion is being used as an excuse to harm other people. And just like his use of the word love, which went undefined, Right. His use of the word harm is also going undefined. Yeah. Like, what are you talking? What, what are you saying by harmed? No, I don't. I don't get the yelling fire in a crowded. So you have place. the right. You have free speech. Right. As an American, you have been given well, freedom should. of speech. OK, yeah. but the right in to theory. the freedom of speech doesn't mean that you can go run into a crowded theater and yell fire, fire. Oh, like without as, it being a reason? Yeah. Oh, okay. As, as like a practical joke or something and expect that there's not going to be repercussions for that. Okay. You know, if you get arrested for that, right. for being a public nuisance. Okay. Okay. I gotcha. <laughs> you can't say, well, it's my freedom of speech. Right. No, you're being a jerk. That's why you're, you're getting thrown out of this place. Isn't that what people are doing now? They're just using different words. <laughs> yeah. Then, okay. Right. So with what Pete Buttigieg just said. Uh-huh. Now let's turn the tables on that. Yeah. Okay. I see them doing the exact same exactly, thing. Exactly, right. You're doing the same thing that you're saying Christians are doing to you. Yeah. You're walking into a place of business that is run by a Christian and he has the right to do his business according to his own religious principles. Mm-hmm. But you're saying no, you can't abide by your principles. Right. You have to go by my principles. Right. So aren't you doing what you are calling harm, your definition of harm. Aren't you inflicting that kind of harm upon the Christian who right. now no longer has the right to exercise his religious principles the way that the he right believes he needs? Yeah. yeah. I mean, that would be a freedom that uh, basically the LGBTQ side of the argument is saying, you're not allowed mm-hmm. to discriminate against us, but we can discriminate against oh, you yeah, all we big want. Time. Yep. I also have to say, and I guess I'm speaking personally because, again, as a candidate, I know it's my obligation to speak to people of any religion and no religion equally. But I have to say, when religion is used in that way, to me, it makes God smaller. It, it to me, is an insult not only to us as LGBTQ people, but I think it's an insult to faith to believe that it could be used to hurt people in that way. And here once again... He's appealing to God, but he's appealing to his own definition of who he thinks God is. Right. You know, he made that statement about, see, I think that the way that these Christians are living actually makes God small. Uh, By what standard, Pete Buttigieg? Why aren't you the one who's fitting God into your box? Yeah, I just don't I don't see I fail to see how 
Christians are making it difficult for the LGBTQ people to live like a normal life. How are we suppressing them? Yes. And the flip side, how are they suppressing us? I mean, we're no longer able to practice our religious beliefs. The, those freely. rights are being taken away from us little by little. Yeah. Right. Uh, the uh, Before the Obergefell decision, the decision of the Supreme Court that said oh, okay. uh, a man and a man have a right to be married to one another. Mm-hmm. Prior to the Obergefell decision, a gay man in America had the exact same rights mm-hmm. that I have. Yep. Now they have special privileges. Right. So they not only have the same rights that I have, they now have privileges above and beyond what a straight male has. Mm-hmm. So so the LGBTQ persons are actually receiving benefits and privileges that are above what anybody else who does not identify as LGBTQ gets. And I can't help but put this into a box because I'm a mom of children that... As I spoil a child who doesn't have the same restrictions as the other children, what (laughs) happens to that child? They become unruly. Yeah. So it's not loving. It's it's very much you're just feeding the monster inside. Right. Now, this next voice here is Anderson Cooper as he's kind of breaking in on the answer that Mayor Pete has been giving. And now he's going to ask a question of Mayor Pete. Okay. Still kind of part of the same conversation here. Okay. You uh, you sort of had an exchange with Vice President Mike Pence. Uh, you said, if you've got a problem with who I am, your problem is not with me. Your quarrel, sir, is with my creator. Do you, do you believe God made you gay? Well, the decision was definitely made way above my pay grade. <laughs> <laughs> And if you belong to the, the Christian tradition that I belong to, then you believe that, that God loves you. And you look around and you notice that you're gay and those two things exist at the same time. This is where he's admitting that he does not see his sexual ori- orientation. Yeah, okay. orientation. I know all of the terminology is I'm, ridiculously I'm like, confusing. Yes, I know. I'm so confused I on get what it. to use, what I, term to use I now. I know. Right. Okay. So, um, but this is this is where he's admitting that he does not see his sin as sin. Right. He thinks it's okay. Oh yeah. And totally. that it's it's um brings him closer to God. Yes. And in fact it does not. So this is where it's the distinct line of he is not a Christian. Yes. Otherwise he would be convicted at least mentally that this is not right. Something's not right. Yes. At the very least, his conscience would be convicting him. Right. But his, and, his and, conscience is seared. Right. And in sanctification, you start off, I mean, doing all the sins that you've done before. I mean, some people miraculously stop. That's fabulous. There, there are some things but, that will stop. But there's other things that you, you just, you're kind of in too far. You got to work your way out of them. Yeah. Like drugs or alcoholism or stuff like that you know sometimes you can stop but sometimes you you just you have to be convicted yeah you're talking about stuff that's really messed you up physiologically yeah and that that is much much harder to let go of right and i i see 
sexuality being the same way. Mm-hmm. And it, it does mess with your mind. It, it, yes. In the case of your mind, right. Mm-hmm. There's a reprogramming that has to happen there. Right. Now, you still have the choice, though. You do. Whether to do that or not do it. Right. But sometimes you, I mean, it takes a while to be sanctified. I get that. This is where we can see his heart because out of the, the mouth, the heart speaks. And he is saying that he is not sinning and it's bringing him closer to God. Out of the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. Yes. But you're, yeah. You said out of the mouth, the heart speaks. It's kind of the same. <laughs> I knew exactly what you were saying. But okay. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you did. <laughs> Hopefully you all did too. <laughs> I always get him backwards. Anyway, so um, that that just pinpoints my my point that I wanted to make of it's, yes, people can be sinning and still be Christian but they are being sanctified. Yes. And this, and there is no sanctification in the life of Pete Buttigieg. Mm-mm. So consider what he says now, even after this. And I would also say that nothing has made me feel more connected, uh, more able to be true, however imperfectly, to my faith than the experience of putting myself second that came with committing my life to my husband. And I really feel that that marriage moved me closer to God. And I, I wish the VP could understand that. No, the wrath of God remains on him. Mm-hmm. John three thirty six: whoever has the son has life. Whoever does not obey the son shall not see life, but the wrath of God remains on him. Mm-hmm. And you made the point while that clip was going, you said, uh, it committed his life to his husband, yeah. not committed his life to Christ. Right. So the thing That's that a big distinction. Yeah. The thing that taught him humility there, according to what he's saying in his answer, mm-hmm. is by committing this homosexual sin with this other man that taught him humility, mm-hmm. not giving his life to Christ, which he, he doesn't say anywhere there in his answer. It's not in his testimony at all. Okay. That he's given his life to the Lord Jesus Christ and lives according to Christ in his word. Right. That's, that's not in his not in his testimony. So he calls himself a Christian. Mm-hmm. It's his own definition of Christian. Mm-hmm. He uh, he says that it's brought him closer to God. It's the God that he's created out of his own imagination. Right. He said a lot of terms there that would make people nod their heads about loving one another and uh, and not harming each other. Mm-hmm. But what do those mean? What do those right. terms mean? And how much of a double standard is being applied there? Definitely. You do unto me as I want you to do unto me. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to do unto you as I am want to do unto you. Right. That's his golden rule. It's all about me. Yep. I'm going to throw in one more question there. Just so our only question here has not just been about the Democrat oh. town hall last night. Political that I don't watch. Yes. yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> So here's the question from Justin in Maryland. Dear Pastor Gabe, thank you for everything that you do with the What Ministry. Like many who have written into your show, I was introduced to Well What through Wretched with Todd Friel. I don't know if you take requests for video ideas, but could you do one on when God closes a door, he opens a window? Oh, my goodness. Yes. This gets said all the time (laughs) in my church, and I've never known how exactly to respond to it. Is it biblical? In Christ, Justin. No, it's not biblical. It's not in the Bible anywhere. In fact, this statement, when you say this, mm-hmm. when God closes a door, he opens a window. Mm-hmm. Okay. It it 
kind of sounds like you're saying that your idea was better than God's idea. Because your idea was this great big open door mm. that you had out in front of you. Then God closed that door and he opened a window for you. Oh. So you could just kind of crawl through the window. Right. But your idea was so much better than the idea that God had for mm. you. That's kind of the way it sounds. Yeah. Do you know where this saying comes from? Uh, no, not exactly. No. There's versions of it that go back a long way. Right. But the quote, the way that we have it, that that has been made popular, that we use all the time. Uh-huh. It came from Rodgers and Hammerstein. Oh. In The Sound of Music. Oh. <laughs> so well. this is this is the scene where Maria was being told by her uh, uh, convent mother, mm-hmm. you know, the nun mother. Right. Uh, that she's not going to stay there in the convent, but instead she's going to go care for this family. Family, right. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's that scene in the movie. And then Maria is kind of standing there silhouetted before she's walking out of the convent. And she says, when the Lord closes a door somewhere, he opens a window. Hmm. That's where the quote comes from. All right. (laughs) That's where it got made popular is the way we use it now. Interesting. Not in the Bible. Mm -hmm. Not a biblical concept. Just been around long enough that it sure seems that way. Right. (laughs) But, you know, sometimes God is going to have us go through difficult things. Oh, yeah, definitely. And the reason why he has us go through those difficult things is so, 2 Corinthians 1, 9, we would rely more upon God yep. who raises the dead and not relying on ourselves. So that goes well with, you know, what we had just talked about with Pete Buttigieg, mm-hmm. a guy who very clearly relies upon himself, mm-hmm. his ideas, his thoughts of what he thinks God is. And he is uh, uh, just blaspheming the name of Christ. Yeah. Anytime he says that he is a Christian and this is what Jesus said, and I live according to Jesus's rules. No, you don't. Yeah. You don't. You do not follow anything that Jesus has said. You follow a God of your own making. Mm-hmm. Pete Buttigieg and anyone who would follow a teaching such as his relies upon himself. But we are to rely upon God who raises the dead. Let me conclude here with these words from Psalm 34, starting in verse 15. All right. The eyes of the Lord are toward the righteous and his ears toward their cry. The face of the Lord is against those who do evil to cut off the memory of them from the earth. When the righteous cry for help, the Lord hears and delivers them out of all their troubles. The Lord is near to the brokenhearted and saves the crushed in spirit. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him out of them all. He keeps all his bones. Not one of them is broken. Affliction will slay the wicked and those who hate the righteous will be condemned. The Lord redeems the life of his servants. None of those who take refuge in him will be condemned. Hmm. And we remember the words of Romans 8, 1. There is therefore now no condemnation Hmm. for those who are in Christ Jesus. All right. So in answer to your question, Justin, I guess I didn't actually answer the question. Yes, we take requests. And that is the next what video. Yeah. So be looking for it. Okay, let's let's finish with prayer. Yes, let's. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you for our time together. And we thank you that we can op- open the microphones in this way and open up your word mm-hmm. and rejoice in the words that we read. That you have delivered us from sin. 
that we may no longer walk in unrighteousness in that way that was leading to our destruction and judgment under the righteous hand of God. But you have pulled us out of this and you have made us righteous. You've drawn us out of darkness into your marvelous light that we may walk in righteousness and proclaim your truth with our actions and with our words. And may we not shrink back whenever the culture presses down upon us and says, you can't say it like this, that's not loving. But we go not according to what the culture says love is, we go according to what your word says is loving. And we know it is a loving thing, for Jesus did this, to warn people about the judgment that is to come and to turn from their sin and follow Jesus Christ. May we walk in boldness and declare these things without fear, knowing that there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Greetings, everyone. Gabe Hughes here again. This is the portion of the Q&A where you would typically hear some kind of an outtake. When the theme music is over, (laughs) we play a blooper at the very end. Unfortunately, what I'm about to play for you is not an outtake. While we were recording this episode, the CNN town hall on equality with the Democrat presidential candidates was still going on. Of course, we played a clip from that town hall, the question that was asked of Pete Buttigieg. This clip was sent my way at just about the time I was ready to upload this program, and it's a question that Don Lemon asked of Beto O'Rourke about taking away rights from Christians who will not kiss the ring of the LGBTQ agenda. Listen in. This is from your LGBTQ plan, and here's what you write. This is a quote. Freedom of religion is a fundamental right, but it should not be used to discriminate. Do you think religious institutions uh, like colleges, churches, charities, should they lose their tax-exempt status if they oppose same-sex marriage? Yes. There can be no reward, no benefit, no tax break. For anyone or any institution, any organization in America that denies the full human rights and the full civil rights of every single one of us. And so as president, we're going to make that a priority and we are going to stop those who are infringing upon the human rights of our fellow Americans. Congressman, thank you. So there you have that double standard once again. A Christian will not be permitted to the freedom of religion to exercise their faith and live their lives according to what they believe. But the person who adheres to the LGBTQ agenda can discriminate against whomever they wish, whenever they want. We know this is coming down the pike against us eventually, and we must pray that the Lord would keep us bold and courageous 
even in the face of such persecution from our culture. As we read in Psalm 55, 22, cast your burden on the Lord and he will sustain you. He will never permit the righteous to be moved. Even talking about this today, the way that we have, we run the risk of losing our podcast because the business or organization that hosts us can decide that we're being discriminatory and therefore wipe out when we understand the text. We know that that's a reality that we face. But nevertheless, we will stand strong on the word of God and continue to boldly proclaim the truth of his gospel, giving an answer for the hope that lies within us, but doing this with gentleness and respect. 1 Peter 3.15. And as Peter will go on to say in chapter 4, verse 4, they are surprised when you do not join them in the same flood of debauchery and they malign you. But they will give an account to him who is ready to judge the living and the dead. And that is why we must continue to share the gospel to rescue the perishing. In Jesus' name, amen.